Welcome, Bob and Penny. It's a delight to have you on our Thank program you. this evening. And we're talking about our walk with God. And so often ready, 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 of course, for this wonderful evening event. And thank you for all those who are listening in tonight. Appreciate your time and also the, the time we'll spend together. Just talk about our relationship with. Bob, what are you feeling tonight? Are you excited about tonight? Very much so. Thank you very much for inviting me on this call. Awesome, though. I, I'm happy you had a guest. You know, I really appreciate that. And Penny, are you ready for tonight? I am ready. I'm very excited, and I'm surrounded by all my friends here, beings of light, in my little office. Yeah. Uh, it's wonderful. It's kind of like it's becoming a shrine. So, yes, I'm very excited. Ah. <laughs> are you the Thank main you. person in this shrine? You know, like the Blessed Mother or Yeshua? And now we'll have St. Penny. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Say that again, Padre. <laughs> I was teasing you. I said, are you the, the, <laughs> the image that, you know, everybody has a shrine, but it usually has one that stands out as a statue. And I thought, well, maybe it's St. Penny who's um, <laughs> creating the shrine. <laughs> so, okay. Well, uh, I'd say... It depends on which room I'm in, but right now I'm looking at the divine mercy of Yeshua and beloved Padre Ron Ross and Ama Bhagavan, St. Ignatius, Padre Pio. So it's a collection. (laughs) That's beautiful. I didn't hear you mention my name. (laughs) I am so sorry. There you are. I'm sorry. St. Padre, right? Thank you. Okay. Now we can move on. <laughs> we got everybody covered. So, Bobby, would you lead us in prayer opening for this teleclass tonight? I'd be glad to. As the opening prayer, I chose Psalm 23. And let me say that this is the very first Bible passage I ever learned in my life. I learned it at wow. age six or seven in Sunday Bible school. And I found it very comforting ever since. So I'd like to open with Psalm yeah. 23. Let us pray. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me along the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. Yes, I agree with you, Bob. It's such a sweet prayer, and I think most people would know it or heard of it, but there's a tenderness with that prayer. And we're talking about our relationship with God, and to me, Psalm 23 reflects what God is doing for us. And one of my favorite parts, he makes me lie down. He didn't say invited me or welcomed me. He makes us. Sometimes we can get ourselves in a tizzy that <laughs> it's like a little kid. Just sit in this corner and ponder. <laughs> Be still and know I am God. Or maybe that's just his favorite words for me <laughs> when it comes to when I get off track. But tonight we're talking about that relationship. And like all of us, I think we have ebbs and flows in all of our lives. And sometimes we have these beautiful highs or encounters with God. 
that just carry us through a season or two. And then there are other times where whether it's tragic that happens, maybe an illness, disease, someone dying, that it stops us in our tracks. And then somehow we forget our connection, even though we know God's there, but we don't feel it. So I'd like to talk about that, discover that for this evening, because I think it's very important that you know we're all in this together. And tomorrow's fall equinox, where we're going to change the season. And to me, for me, I already put up some of my fall, let's say, light, just the changing of the season, just to recognize that there's a change, but also I know I'm feeling it inside of me. And if it can reflect on the outside, it positions me to go deeper with God. And ultimately, I think that's our goal here. Let's start with what does that look like for your walk for God? And I'm going to ask Penny that question first. And then go to Bob, but tell me a little bit about what that looks like if I said, what's your daily walk with God in its simplest terms? My daily walk with God begins with a few different things. Lately, it's become kind of the same routine, and it does change at the seasons with the times, what's going on. I begin my day, sometimes awakening with a frazzled mind, I begin my day by stepping out onto my patio, barefoot, touching the Mm. ground, and then communing with my plants. And lately I've been speaking with them and thanking them and touching their leaves, particularly my state of grace rose bush, and thanking them. The next thing that I do and that calms me down, and really I'm, I feel with nature I'm connecting with God. And then the next thing that I do is I bring in the light. So for me that means lighting some candles in whatever room I'm in. It's another way for me to connect and have me ready to begin my prayer time. And the other thing that I'm doing as I'm lighting my candles is just as I was saying good morning to the plants and grounding, when I'm lighting the candles, I'm saying good morning to all the saints and guides on my altar, in the ethers, the, the cloud of witnesses. And as I begin sitting and praying, sometimes I'm looking at the prayer requests. Sometimes I've already seen them that come in. And oftentimes I write a little prayer This is taken directly from our CLM retreats and the beautiful crystal prayer bowl slash prayer basket. So I have one of those on my altar and I write my prayers and put them in there. And that's kind of how I begin my daily walk and my daily spiritual prayer practice. Well, it sounds like for me, and I've been to your home, so I kind of know the kind of areas that you're sitting in. Penny, yeah. or looking out towards. Yes. And like me, I my favorite chair. My chair, I can see outdoors. I love yes. to watch nature as I pray, along with my coffee, of course. But mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's just the setting. And, you know, and then with my light, my lighted candle, it's just in my, of course, my scriptures, which I start out. First, I start out in peace, just the quietness, and then I go to my scriptures. But there's a, a rhythm to that. And, of course, some days it changes. The Holy Spirit can just change it up right away. And even this morning, I I woke up happy. Not every day I do, but today I did. And I actually woke up early. 
So I was up by 5 o'clock and wanted to get downstairs so I could commune. It's one of those things where the spirit kind of pulls you, whether it's my angels that says, time to get up, Padre. And, of course, my favorite word is obey. So you hop out of bed and you do what you do. But it sets the tone for my day. And actually, since it's the first of the week, it sets the tone for my whole week. So now I look forward to that, whether I wake up earlier every day this week. I don't know yet, but I just know God's on the field and, and he wants me to participate. And tell him how much I love him, her, however you see God, and then waiting for that lavishing poured out that how much God loves me as his sons. So thank you, Penny. I appreciate that template. What about you, Robert? Well, my days begin with Kathy and myself doing prayers and readings from Jesus Calling, Yogananda, and other books. After that, yeah. we generally do quiet time alone, each of us in a different part of the house. Neat. Um, I find a quiet place where I can sit comfortably, not be disturbed, sometimes set a timer for perhaps 10, 15, 20 minutes. And then the exercise I do is called centering prayer. It's a form of meditation. Then oh, I close yeah. my eyes and offer God my consent. might say, God, I open my heart to your presence or come Holy Spirit. Take a few deep breaths. Choose a sacred word such as peace or Jesus and sit quietly. The goal is to have no thoughts, just a completely quiet mind, so you can capture the thoughts of God. Now, of course, it's impossible to stop any thoughts and inner voices from intruding. When they do, think of your sacred word. Then acknowledge the thoughts and voices that are intruding on your silence. Then gently let them go. Whenever your thoughts dominate, you can repeat your sacred word over and over as a mantra if necessary. It's a mantra that reminds you constantly reaffirming your intention for inner silence. But the important part of meditation and centering prayer to me is a chance to commune with God, to feel God's presence with you, to know that God is always with you, to listen to God and to feel peace, knowing that no matter what happens to you throughout the day, you're not alone. God is there and will help you through it. You made it a important statement, Bob, and in the beginning where you said both you and Kathy joined together in prayer, and then you go your separate ways. And it reminded me of when Ron Roth was still living, and since I lived with him for, what, 28 years, we would first separate and get our quiet space and pray, and then we would come, maybe after an hour, come together, and then we'd share what scriptures we got or what God was saying. So, there's that intimacy into you, I see, the, the togetherness, because it is about relationships, and God can reflect best by that mirror. Your template that you have, and I know it's loosely done in a sense that today might be different from yesterday, but yet yeah. you're still acknowledging the Christ presence that fills your heart, your home, in such a beautiful way. But very well said, Bob. There is more to it after the centering prayer. Often, I do a practice I learned from Celebrating Life Ministries, randomly open a book and read the message there and apply it to my life. Mm, The book I usually use is Ron Roth's Healing Path of Prayer. Oh, nice. Lately, lately I've been introduced through the reading list to a book called After the Diagnosis, A Guide for Living by uh, Reverend Rich and I've also found that a good source. But I'll just Mm. let God direct me to a certain 
page, a certain passage within the book, and follow what, what it's, follow what it says for me to do. Wow. And I found the messages I get are frequently about forgiveness, either forgiving others, but also asking through prayer for others to forgive me. I think back in times in my life when I have harmed others, unintentionally perhaps, but I have. Sure. And so I, that sort of thing comes up sometimes. Or sometimes I select a Ron Roth exercise or meditation and go through that when I choose a random page from Healing Path of Prayer. And for those that know, don't know that book, that was the book Ron Roth, The Healing Path of Prayer, was the first book he ever wrote. And to me, it's a gem. So many sacred passages, experiences, because it was all about prayer for him. And it still is, even though he's passed on. But I believe that's where our connection really is intensified in prayer. And I said this once before on a teleclass. When Ron Roth passed away, it took me a while to grieve his presence because he was such a big form in my life and ministry. And so when he left, it's like it left a void in, in my world in relationships. And, you know, trying to connect with him. For those who did know Ron personally, Ron Roth had a big personality. And he always seemed to have something to say. <laughs> or Anyway, at least to me. So, you know, if I said, oh, this is happening, really? And then he challenged that. He was always challenging. So I didn't feel like I always had a voice because whatever I said, he could top it. So in my process of trying to, again, connect with God, trying to connect with Ron, what I found after about a year and a half, two years, was if I commune with the Father, if I commune with the divine consciousness, the Christ consciousness, then I have access to Ron. And it took me a year and a half to figure that one out. And I should have known because it's about a relationship, God, that connects all of us together. So if you have lost a loved one, a pet, a friend, and you are grieving that, and you want to connect with whichever person that was, my recommendation is go to the source, which is God, and not say, I want to talk to so-and-so just by communing with the divine. Now you're spirits are interconnected, and you will have those encounters. So, Bobby, I know you pray a lot, so what did God say about me this morning? (laughs) Only good things. Oh, good. Good answer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure Kathy heard the same thing, too. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure, yeah, of course. So, Penny, in your walk, do you ever, I'd say, take a walk outside, go by the ocean, or maybe just take a, a drive that gets you out of the house, yet you're still communing with the Holy Spirit. Oh, yes, absolutely. And I'm so grateful to love where I'm living. And I am, as you mentioned, just looking over the candles out the yeah. window, and I'm seeing some lovely nature. Mm. I don't need to go into detail, but I was involved in assisting in a rescue that was fairly intense some months ago, and what I realized I needed to do was to ground myself, and so I did, I I drove to the ocean. I mean, I've been to the ocean many times where my daughter lives in Santa Cruz, but never here, so I went to the ocean here, to Ocean Beach, and I got out of the car, and I just walked and walked and walked in the water, and just got my feet in deeply into the sand. It was such a powerful grounding 
experience and connecting me back with God, who I know was with me and with everyone the whole time that this emergency rescue was taking place. So it was really, really helpful for me to do that a couple of days after the fact. And another thing that I did, because I'm so fortunate to live where I live, was I went down for my granddaughter's birthday. And ordinarily, my daughter and I go on hikes in the Redwoods. And there wasn't time this time oh, wow. to, go, to go on a hike. But they happened to have one redwood tree in their yard. And after they'd left and gone to work and no one was around, I walked through the garden down to the redwood tree. And it was a little hard to get into it because it was kind of overgrown around it as opposed to a cleaner forest floor. But I got myself up to the trunk of the tree and I put my arms around it, which I often do, just to connect with the energy and say thank you and the most amazing thing happened all of a sudden I'm talking to the spirit of the tree and certainly the spirit of God and what happens was I feel this opening sensation and what it felt like and still does as I'm saying it now is it felt like branch doors opening or casement Mm. windows opening and it was such a profound experience. Wow. I, I don't have the rest of the story yet. <laughs> I was so yeah, right. I was so excited about that. <laughs> but anyway, it was just such a profound experience and a reminder that God is wherever we are. And mm. what I was going to say about the ministry was when I met Ron in two thousand two I saw that I had met, and and at that point in time, I'd never met a man more in love with God Mm. until you came along, Padre, and here you are. Hallelujah. (laughs) Of course, of course. You you and your big giant heart are also just as much in love with God and with all of us, and for that, thank you. Appreciate that. Yes. Well, you know, Penny, You've been in ministry 10 years as a minister, but you've been how many years just attending Celebrating Life Services, the retreats specifically? Yeah. Wow, huge. We all have these holy encounters with God. And to me, that's what that prayer or walk with God, that like you hugging the tree, all of a sudden that experience opens up and heaven comes down to earth and we get to communicate that way. And, I mean, I, I kind of live for those experiences. And for, for our listeners tonight, that would be my prayer for all of you, to have a holy encounter in the next week. Because, to me, my spirit will run dry if I don't have this inner connection. Because I thirst for that. It's, it's my fuel. And it's up to me to connect with the creator of this universe in order to feast on heaven's fruits or gifts. And to me... The stories that whether Penny or Bob shares tonight, I think will become like a holy encounter. I'm going to ask Bob, what tools or prayers do you practice or pray to reach to the God of the universe? You shared some of the things that you did in your morning prayers, but if we're praying throughout the day, what might you tap into? What might be a thought? that would connect you to the divine because the scripture says pray always and I'm still a student when it comes to that attribute. But what would you say, how do you connect there? 
it's very important to keep in close touch with God throughout the day, of course. And there's a practice called mindfulness. Oh. It's a form of meditation also that you practice frequently throughout the day. The purpose is to keep you in the present moment. When you're burdened by problems in your life, when you're thinking ahead to what's going to happen tomorrow or thinking backwards with regret, things that have already happened, mindfulness takes you back to the present moment because that's where God is in the present. And we can be in a meditative state, whatever we're doing, whether we're walking in the woods or the street of a big city. And it's very much like I described earlier. You have a key word such as peace or Jesus and pray. Just take a prayer break throughout the day. And yeah. this is, I think, very good for the soul. And I like your example because, and you mentioned it in the early when you talked about your morning prayers, that you might find a word or a phrase and you'll just repeat it throughout the day. And that's your connection with where you started. And, you know, in a, in a million moment, we're back to that place. And to me, it's, I'm still yearning, desiring that my attention can stay there throughout the day. And what I find in my own world, especially if we're doing a healing service, that it's very easy for me to stay in that call it location, presence, atmosphere, and I can hear words, I can see pictures, all those things, and I just trust God is giving me all these, quote, signals, trying to connect people to whether it's places, people, sickness, disease, whatever it is, for healing. It's a delight. And for me to not travel in the last, what, year and a half, it's like I'm bidding at the bit to get out there and do that again because I see it as very effective. That's one of my things. I on my, I think one of my – I might have been on the student retreat. Oh, no, I wasn't on that one. <laughs> I mean, the last uh, student teleclass, but it was the time before – and I think I talked about, I went to this healing service up in Chicago, which I live about two hours from, and there was a gentleman, Solomon, who was teaching, and he was teaching from a level kind of beyond me, but I understood it. It's like, I want to go there. It's like he was talking heaven. Here I was still on earth, still trying to translate what he's speaking, but my spirit recognized it right away. When it came time for prayer, one of his assistants laid hands on me, and says, well, I got this word for you. It was Isaiah 64. And it's like, oh, I knew exactly what it was. It says, look up and see. So, and, you know, my experience with Solomon was he was teaching, but he was teaching from a different level. Better said, I had to look up. I had to look within my heart to hear where he was teaching from. And it was such a beautiful experience. I bawled, I cried, and all the way home two hours, I didn't have no radio on or music. I just wanted to hold that energy. There's my daily walk with God. I recognize presence. I recognize God's love for me. And it was, a, it was such a blessing. So I decided, you know, once I got home, I was going to go straight to bed. No distractions. Once I got into bed, I turned on a program that I would normally listen to at night. And one of my favorite spiritual teachers and he happened to be in a live service, and he was praying for the audience. And unbeknownst to me, of course, that double blessing come. And he says, I really hear the Lord say, look up and see. I really want everybody here to look up and see. And I go, that's just the word I heard two hours ago. And it's like, 
And here I'm just, again, bawling in prayer. I was actually choking because it was overwhelming to me, uh, God's presence. And like for two more hours, I was in bed alone. alone. <laughs> I don't know why I described that, but with God. There was this beautiful shower of God's love and his peace. And it's like, I live for these days, these experiences. And I want the same experience for you who is listening to this phone call, this teleclass, because everything that I have, you can have. Everything that Penny has, Bob has, you can have, because it's all about that daily walk with God. And it's our part is to foster that, to set the tone and allow grace to fill us up. Now, Penny, many times we as a community, we pray. Have you ever been affected by personal prayer in a sense of you know someone's praying for you, but then you're actually experiencing that? Not just say, I'm going to pray for you and you hear nothing or feel nothing. Has there ever been a time when you felt community prayer lift you up? Oh, yes, yes. So first of all, with individuals, I, dear friends, I've asked to pray for me. One example was I had my blood pressure went up, and it was pretty scary, and I reached out for prayers, and I felt it, and and it went down, and I'm very grateful, Beautiful. and it's been down ever since. So I'm oh, really, yeah. really grateful for that. And I will tell you, someone also has asked for my prayers when we're doing something like this and has said to me, your prayers give me strength. I wouldn't have thought that. And I was Mm -hmm. so grateful to hear it. And I, in turn, asked, made the same request today because I realized sometimes we're not aware of the impact of our prayers on others. Um, In terms of the group prayers and all of these classes and Zooms and certainly our in-person retreats, but particularly since we're in this place, the teleclasses and the, all of the wonderful Zoom and Zoom offerings, I have received such strength. It's like a strengthening, an expansion. Even it's so wonderful to hear of our shared love of God and love of the divine and all the forms that takes for all of us as individuals. And what I've taken oftentimes is prayers, quotes. Oftentimes I'll record a part of what someone is saying, and and then they help me and I play them back, like I'll play the recordings back for my own meditations, which is really, really wonderful. One of the most profound effects from our community prayer was Dana's talk sometime back when he prayed the prayer of St. Augustine. And Mm -hmm. since my go-to is always come Holy Spirit throughout my day, this St. Augustine prayer is something that I I actually recorded. I took a picture of it. I printed it out. I'm holding it in my hand right now. And that prayer has been so impactful for me that I say it regularly, but I also say it when I'm taking my blood pressure, when I'm having a a lab test, when I'm (laughs) fearful about myself or a family member. That's what I say. And I also say, Jesus, I trust you. Jesus, I trust you. And for me, that really gives me a very deep connection. And I am really, really grateful for that prayer. And that's just one example. 
that interconnection is so important and community prayer. We pray as a community every night. Mary Swanson, such a delight, collects all our community prayers and then puts them online for our community to see. So if you have never put your prayer request in on our website, the front page, please do that because it's accessible every single day and you can do multiple times if you desire. But yet there's so many beautiful results. And I'm just going to read a couple for you that we see, and it's, I call it the praise report, for people who requested prayer, and then they actually email us back and say, guess what, this happened, this happened. So, you know, it says, thank you for your prayers for my sister, Pat. Her surgery was successful, and she has very, very little pain. She should be able to walk again very soon. Thanks again for all your prayers. And an update for Lauren. Last year, we prayed for Lauren who needed a miracle. This year, Lauren is cancer-free. And it's like, you know, it doesn't matter time or space with God. But again, a year ago, they placed that intention there, and now the good news is she's cancer-free. And this one was a, a mother and a son. They're both headed home today from the hospital. Joan, it was colitis rather than internal bleeding. With the newborn, Dominic, his tests all came back normal. So, so grateful for your prayer support. You all are doing the work of the Lord in this world. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And Francois, one of our community members, had oral surgery, went miraculously well this week, and he's recovering without pain meds. Thank you for your prayers and your space holding. And there's the thing about co-creating. is like once you know you have the backing of someone's prayers, it does give you energy. It does give you inner the connection. And the last one was for Julie. Thank you for working for the resolution of COVID. I felt really good today, and my tastes and smells are starting to come back. You guys rock. And it's like, well, God rocks because we're just connecting with you to that inner space of, of God's love. And as a community, it wasn't a week, two ago, in California, of course, or the West, there's all these fires happening. And many of our community members, at least four that I know, live in the Lake Tahoe area. And so they all had to evacuate because the fires were approaching. And so we prayed as a community. And thank God none of the homes, they said the wind shifted and the fire took off in a different direction. Otherwise, it would consume all their homes. Now, that's an answer to prayer. That's community prayer, the power of prayer. And not that I'm more powerful, we're more powerful. Your prayers are powerful. But if we do it in the collective force, God has a better way of just shifting that. And I remember praying for our community specifically for that and saying, Lord, just change the wind. You are the wind. Change the direction. It just happened. And one of our community members posted on our Google list actually a scene where it showed the like their property lines and how far, how close the fire came to their house, and then the wind shifted. So there's angels out there, and they hear our prayers because when heaven gives a decree, they're the ones that shift the wind, does the surgery, whatever is needed, bringing your body temperature up so you survive, whatever it might be. So to me, this is a miracle ministry, but more importantly, it's a prayer ministry. So the more we can teach each other, encourage each other to pray, that to me is, that's what it's all about in my world. And I feel you and I, we together, are fulfilling that destiny for Celebrating Life Ministry, which Ron Roth was such a powerful prayer tool himself. He was, call it, gigantic when it came to prayers. 
because him and the Lord, his, their relationship was so profound. Now, Bobby, do you have any examples of how it answered prayers that you've experienced or in your family? Yes, I have an example regarding my sister-in-law, Janice, whom you know very well. Yes, uh, my niece. She calls you Uncle <laughs> Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a really remarkable story. First of all, it's, it's, I think it's very important to be part of a religious and spiritual community. And the power of prayer is magnified so much if it's done yeah. in a group like that. I agree. Now, as for, yep. Yes. And as for Janice, well, she lives in an assisted needs facility. She's been there for years because of physical as well as mental issues. Going back to April of last year, these are the very early days of the COVID pandemic, long mm. before there was a vaccine, COVID was sweeping through assisted living facilities like hers because the people there were too many people for them to quarantine. And many people from her facility needed to be hospitalized. Several of them died in the hospital. Then Janice was diagnosed with COVID and was taken to the hospital, and we were very worried. We heard that the doctors were considering administering the drug, you may remember, called remdesivir, which oh, at, the yeah. time, at the time was the strongest medication available to treat COVID, but wasn't always effective and had strong side right. effects. And now we were really worried. But then Janice's name was placed on the CLM prayer list. And the next day, we were told that Janice's condition had improved to the point that remdesivir was no longer considered necessary. She only wow. spent four nights in the hospital total. And after four nights in the hospital, she was considered basically recovered. She was returned to the facility, and she's remained COVID-free ever since. To me, this is really oh. remarkable. That's a miracle, especially with covid there are many turns, twists and turns that could have happened in her life, and God turned it around. I think that's so beautiful. And like you, Bob, you care. We all care about our loved ones or friends. So there's a little more energy with it. But when you know you have the community backing of prayer, and then you get to hear those results, and it's like, all I can keep hearing in the back of my mind is, Ron Roth always said, the power of prayer, the power of prayer, the power of prayer. And my interpretation is relationship, relationship, relationship with God. You know, I know Josephine, I think she's on our call tonight. Her experience today, she asked for prayers for her situation. Many of you have asked for prayers. Sometimes these prayers come out of the woodwork, so to speak. And Penny, I think you have a story to tell that you were just being your old delightful self just doing what you do and there seemed to be a call out for help and can you share that story that was recently happened to you so i was outside in the common area of the building complex that i live in which actually has two buildings happens to be called saint paul's commons <laughs> and i'm in one side and the former convent building is on the other side and there's a common area in between with the front gate by the street. And so I was outside and I saw someone outside trying to, frantically trying to get into the gate, into the entry gate. And I went up and asked if I could help. She was asking a service person. Anyway, they were having difficulty communicating. And I just said, can I, can I help you? Do you want to come in? And she said, yes, I've been trying to reach my friend for 36 hours. We communicate daily and I can't reach her. And so I said, well, come on in. We went in. We went up to the third floor where her friend lived. 
and she began calling her. We could hear the phone. This is in an enclosed hallway with units on either side, with residences on either side. And so we could hear the phone ringing behind the door, but it wasn't being answered. And Mm. and we were calling out to her. There was a note someone had put under the door. And we finally, she and I separated briefly, and I called 911, and she called 911. And so the police quickly came. And we're going to have to break the door down, and then they called the fire department. And what I said to her, to the friend who had driven up from Palo Alto, was, it just came out. I said, I'm a minister and a social worker. I'll stay with you. I'm here with you. I do have to leave and go to FedEx, but I'll be back. And so when I got back, the door was propped open. It was scary for me to see that there was a pickaxe by the door, but the door was ajar. And I found one of the paramedics coming in and asked the status. And he said, yeah, she's okay. The fire department was able to come and get the lad- get a ladder up to the third floor window and reach her. And so I stayed with the friend. They wheeled her out and took her to the hospital. And the friend... We stayed We stayed in touch. She contacted me the very next day. We stayed in touch. And what I want to say before I go any further is I don't remember praying. I don't know if I called in the Holy Spirit. I just know that I listened. I, I saw the situation. I listened. I followed my guidance, my discernment, and I moved into this place of assistance. And so... Mm-hmm. Her friend stayed in touch with me and said, thank you so much. I'll never forget what you've done. We got to her in time. And it was, I felt so relieved that we had gotten to her in time. However, what happened was she'd had a number of brain events, including aneurysms and a brain bleed. And Mm. she was in the hospital for about three weeks. and, And then I was told that they moved her to hospice. Mm. And I had her on the prayer list regularly, multiple times a week. And what what was so good about it, even though she went to hospice and she ultimately passed, was that we did get to her in time, everyone, a combined effort, got to her in time for her to have friends come and see her, she was conscious. Oh. She was she was able to recognize people she hadn't seen in years. Wow. And lo and behold, they found a Buddhist minister who did a little ceremony for her before oh. she passed. And wow. I got the text that she had passed like the same night. And again, they were very, mm. very grateful. So although the outcome wasn't what I right. expected, it was what God wanted, and I'm Absolutely. so grateful. I'm getting goosebumps as I'm talking about it. I'm so grateful to just listen and know that it was okay, that I didn't stop and have a big prayer session. I just right. acted. Right. And I remember Rick Sheff saying that with his father, and that was very mm, helpful to me. Yeah. So, yeah. And I thank everyone for all their prayers during that time. You so know, it, Penny, that... It was still that's a miracle. That's a beautiful... It really is a miracle. And I know you said, well, I didn't offer a prayer that you were the prayer. Oh, In the morning, yeah. we connect, 
and then our, the prayer carries us. And then all of a sudden, the prayer is, you know, you open the door, you make things happen, you make the call, all those things that are inspired by the Holy Spirit. So what a what a blessing. And the lady who was her friend expressed such gratitude because without your opening the door, and isn't that what prayer is all about, opening the door to God, just communing with. And yes. these miracles show up. And that, to me, is it's fun. It's grace. It's, it's all about the encounter. And yes. just to hear the end result of having a, a Buddhist minister minister to her probably brought her back home. And ultimately, she left this earth plane to the heavenly realm. So kudos exactly. to you, Penny, for being and a minister that you are. Thanks. Yeah, I, I got to see. This is what I mean when I say sometimes I just I'm called when I'm I'm in the right place at the right time. But I did want to reiterate that not only did she thank me, she because I had certainly talked about the prayer list in our community, and she said, "What a wonderful community you have! I'm so grateful oh. to, to know about it." And please thank everyone in your community for all of their prayers. Wow, there's yeah. gratitude and. That's a combination of fervent prayer in my world. Thank yes. you, Penny, for sharing that experience because it's, it's alive, so to speak. Yes. Just we're not talking about it. You did something with your relationship with Christ to help another human being. Now, Bob, do you have any, whether it's prayers, favorite quotes or readings that, that come to your mind during prayer or maybe even praying for a, a person who needs healing, like your niece, that kind of sets you up for, I call it, the heart chakra to open, to express your own desires to God. There are a number of quotes in the Bible that really stand out for me and are very meaningful. I already mentioned the 23rd Psalm. Right. And another passage that I really like, Matthew 11, 28-30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That was such a special one. Prayed that prayer many times, especially when I need help. Another passage I really like, John 14, verse 27. Peace I give to you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world gives it, do I give to you? Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. Mm. Isn't, isn't yeah, it like assuring you. that God lets us know, do not be afraid, even though we are, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like a <laughs> yeah. mother or father, it'll be okay, you know, to work out. And those tender words are, whether they're coming from you to another person or God speaking it to you personally in your spirit, we know that connection. And just to know that, Someone's looking out for you. Calms the nerves in our body, so to speak. So, another favorite of mine. This is from Mother Teresa of Calcutta. We need silence to be alone with God, to speak to Him, to listen to Him, to ponder His words deep in our hearts. We need to be alone with God in silence to be renewed and transformed. Silence gives a new outlook on life. In silence, we are filled with the energy of God himself that makes us do all things in joy. The fruit of silence is prayer. The fruit of prayer is faith. The fruit of faith is love. The fruit of love is service. And the fruit of service is peace. Mm. That's a powerful prayer. 
of yeah. Mother Teresa. And to, to me, to live it is the challenge because it's very direct towards the heart, very personal. Ron Ross was always, to me, a, an example of prayer because we're talking about our daily walk. And I've witnessed, now I didn't witness this person, but read about Charles Finley. He was the Protestant minister, but he had this relationship with God that was so powerful. And a friend of his invited him to way back, and I think it was in the early 1900s, into a factory that he owned. And he was just showing him around, and here are these, these workers. It was mostly ladies who were, I don't know if you call them, sewing back then, back in the late 1800s, early 1900s. And all of a sudden, they were walking by, speaking to each other, Charles Finley and his friend. And all of a sudden, the, the women started to fall out of their seats, and they started crying. And it's like, what the heck's going on here? He brought his prayer closet with him. He brought his relationship with him, the Christed one. And all of a sudden, they were just walking by. And one by one, all these women started to fall out of their chairs and weep and, and just start thanking God. And it's like, can somebody say that about you when you walk into the door, walk into the work, walk into the church, or walking on the sidewalk? These are incredible gifts that a manifestation of God's presence can ooze out of us. And to me, there's that connection. And it'd be nice if that was part of my repertoire. It hasn't been yet, but I don't want to say I'm working towards it because I just want God to manifest. And to me, it starts with me in my relationship with God. So as we conclude our teleclass healing service tonight, I think I'm going to have Penny offer prayers first and then also Bobby, and then I'll conclude that now we get to pray for our community who's listening in and also the world because our hearts are so big, we want everybody included in. So, Reverend Penny, would you lead us in prayer tonight? Sure. It's okay. I want to read the prayer that I've had with me for many, many, many years. And then I also, since I mentioned the prayer of St. Augustine, it's short, but I'd, I'd really like to read that as well close with that and and that I'm going to put in the context of us so it's going to be for all of us sure this prayer I realize has has been my guiding light and I say it's been with me but I didn't realize how much I was embodying it until I found it recently after receiving it many many years ago from Klaus and Gundy Heinemann during a Reiki training. It's called, oh. yeah, it's called The Prayer of the Chalice. And mm. picture a chalice because that's the way it's written. Father, to thee I raise my whole being, a vessel of empty self. Accept, Lord, this my emptiness, and so fill me with thyself, thy light, thy love thy life, that these thy precious gifts may radiate through me and overflow the chalice of my heart into the hearts of all with whom I come into contact this day and every day, revealing unto them the beauty of thy love and wholeness and the serenity of thy peace and light, which nothing can destroy. Mm. And the prayer of St. Augustine. Thank you. Come, Holy Spirit. 
spirit of the living God. That's from Ron. Breathe in me, O Holy Spirit, that all my thoughts may be holy. Act in us, O Holy Spirit, that all of our work, our deeds, our words may too be holy. Draw near to our hearts, O Holy Spirit, that all that we love but what is holy. Strengthen us, O Holy Spirit, that we might defend all that is holy. Guard us, then, O Holy Spirit, that we may always be holy, holy, radiant, vessels of light, pouring, pouring, pouring from the chalice of our hearts and the chalice of our ministry to all those in need of light and love and healing and restoration in the world. Thank you, God. I love you so much. Amen. Amen. Sweet prayers, Penny. Very sweet prayers. I can feel the embrace of the divine in those prayers. How about you, Robert? Well, this is a healing prayer from Ron Roth. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord God, we thank you for letting us see ourselves as you see us. Wonderful beings made in your image, vibrant and alive with abilities and potential for doing great things for you and your people. We thank you for granting us your peace, for showing us that no matter what may happen to us today, we are not alone. You are there to comfort us and help us and guide us. You lead us into the tranquil valley. You refresh us with loving, inspiring, uplifting thoughts. Come, Holy Spirit. Replace the anxiety and fear within us with a calm serenity, quiet confidence, and courageous faith that comes from knowing that you are a rock upon whom we are able to lean upon during the storm, a rock that will not falter or crumble, a rock sturdy and strong, the spirit of the Christ who is always there waiting with arms outstretched. Replace our scars of bitterness and resentment with a feeling of joy and gladness that comes from knowing you are the forgiver and healer who wraps us in his tender care ever so lovingly. May we forgive others as you have forgiven us. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you for this tremendous, powerful truth that you are with us and for us all the days of our lives, healing us and filling us full of your Holy Spirit, a spirit of love, peace, and joy. Come, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Definitely calling on the Holy Spirit tonight to be our health, be our healing, our reconciliation, our abundance, all of those beautiful gifts that God says let there be and it has become. So as we conclude this evening in our walk with God, why don't you place either the hand by your heart or on any afflicted area that you are challenged with in your body as I pray tonight as in each of our presenters come Holy Spirit as you dwell among us. 
as the lightnings of heaven begin to penetrate our bodies, our souls, our spirits, our relationships. I just say the fire of God. Come, Holy Spirit. Let the fire of God begin to burn away any inflammation that's there the or the building up of water in the body. Come, Holy Spirit. I just break that now and let the, the heavens, the refreshing waters, the living waters, of heaven now begin to pour through you and it cleanses any disease in the body whether you or your loved ones or friends have the delta variant in the name of jesus i just curse that disease that virus now and in its place let the fire of god begin to burn and cleanse renew and restore all the body elements come holy spirit let the divine light of god for those who are set up for surgery that the angels will be among you, helping, assisting, directing the doctors, the dentist's hands, the nurse's hands, come Holy Spirit. Even if you're going to have an x-ray or MRI, that there's safety in the very arms of Yeshua. Just come Holy Spirit. Blessed be thy name, O Lord. Just blessed be thy name. So we just bless any encounter that you're going to have in the physical realm, whether it's a health challenge, whether it's a doctor's appointment, maybe it's surgery. Just know that we're calling on the cloud of witnesses to be there for you. Pray, and especially with our Blessed Mother, great intercessor, and then all the saints and the sages that bear witness to the truth that you are God breathed. I just place that heavenly mantle on you, each of you right now. Come, Holy Spirit. Maybe of you, especially on the, the upper back, the L3, L4, just I command in the name of Jesus that that align right now. Come, Holy Spirit. Especially now even in the in whether people have a toothache or surgery on their jaw. Come, Holy Spirit. Let your fire of God, the love of God, just be a consuming fire. And just the left foot, the knee and the leg and the foot area. We just send you the God's love. Just come, Holy Spirit. Just loosen that up. Diabetes. In the name of Jesus, I break its control over the blood. Come, Holy Spirit. Let the fire of God begins to cleanse, renew, and restore. Inflammation, just dissolve now. Come, Holy Spirit. Back pain. I just now sense the lower back, and I symbolically have my hand on your back. Come, Holy Spirit. Straighten in the name of Jesus. I command the vertebrae to rotate and go back into place. Thank you, God. That divine light, divine order is happening. Eyes, just clear the eyes, clear the eyes that you might see. And as Isaiah 64 says, look up and see. So I declare healing in the name of Jesus for your eyes. I thank you, O Lord, our God, for, for those who have migraine headaches. I break its hold now in the name of Jesus. And I just command now the, the neck, the brain, just experience the peace that passes all understanding, the peace of God, the stillness of God. And it's just kind of like a balloon just evaporating, just losing all its air. And now just the peace, the relief of no pain. Thank you, God, for your healing presence, your healing love. And just for those who can't sleep at night, I just command in the name of Jesus that the melatonin be increased in your body Come, divine grace, divine love. And with the assistance of the angels now, as you lay to rest, we give thanks to God for 
whatever happened today, good or bad, we should say, thank you, God, for being present. And then rest in his spirit, not yours, rest in his spirit as you lay your head down on the pillow and you go into that deep sleep or trance. And signs and wonders, miracles will happen as he transports you now to the place where you, God has need of you. Or you just get to see heaven's gates, you know, the pearls of heaven, the glorious heavenly presence. We just say thank you, God, for that divine encounter. And I seal in and I bless our community, the monks, the ordained, the CLM, all the spiritual communities within its realms. Just holy, holy, holy. Let the Lord God Almighty have an encounter with each of you individually and corporately. So we bless now the, the administration of, of the United States with President Biden and Vice President Harris. Give them wisdom. Give wisdom to the Congress. Give wisdom to the Senate. Give wisdom to the governors, to the mayors. We just say we're all in one accord and we bow to the name of Yeshua. We thank you, O Lord, our God, for great grace. And as we allow the angels just to ascend and descend, bringing miracle signs and wonders to each individual tonight as you sleep, and we give God glory as we wake up full and pain-free and no thoughts except God. So I seal in the good work of the Holy Spirit in your life, in my life, in our lives, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So be it.